0: Hello, Happy New, Happy New Year. I hope you're really well. So if you were to do a t-shirt with a slogan on it for this year, what, what would your t-shirt have on it? What would it have? Just maybe turn to your neighbor, just what would, it, what would you have on your t-shirt? Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. I may be wrong, but it's unlikely, that's my personal favorite. Quietly smashing it was another one I saw. Quietly smashing it. I quite like that. Well, welcome. If you're you're new to Trinity, I'm Andrew. As as has been said, I I lead the team here. Welcome back if if you're with us. Um, We're we're putting a slogan over us. Oh, it's gone on the screen already. There you are. You can see it. It's there. Courageous resistance. That's the slogan that we're putting over our church family uh, this year. And you've already done quite a lot of courageous resistance tonight. Did you realise that you have been courageously resistant Uh, In the way that that God's Word, the Bible, uses these kinds of thoughts, these kinds of themes. Uh, Again, why don't you just, uh, can you think of any ways you've been courageously resistant? Just turn to your neighbor again. Any thoughts? Uh, Up in the gallery, shout across, you know, at each other. Any ideas how you've been courageously resistant already? You've just been amazingly courageously resistant already. Anyone, anyone dare to shout out? Any answer? How, how have you been courageously resistant already? At being here? Yeah, being here is courageously resistant. Essentially, you've come to be part of a cult. Welcome, good evening. My name's Andrew, and I'm part of the cult leadership. Congratulations for coming actually genuinely coming because most people think you're mad I mean come on you could be watching Strictly come dancing on ice whilst baking a cake and being on an island in love (laughs) tonight but you have I mean you are clearly so sad and so without friends that you're here well done why don't you just turn to your neighbor and say not you're so sad but well done should i should I, should I tell you or, or could anyone think you know with that theme anyone think of another way you've been courageously resistant already tonight you've you've sung songs of freedom uh, if you think that you've sung already uh, you may not have done by the way don't worry if you if you haven't if you're right up in that back corner and i can't see you because it's dark welcome <laughs> but to sing the songs that we've sung already is an act of resistance it's an act of resistance against against everything else probably that you've read that uh, well unless anyone watched songs of praise to Oh, someone did. Well done. I I think you're in a minority, to be honest with you, but well done. Unless you watch Songs of Praise, what you've done in singing songs about God and about Jesus and about his love for you and about his holiness and about his otherness and yet his closeness, if you've sung songs about a God who loves you so much that he would die on the cross I'm dying on the cross as a human being fully human fully God that that would take away your sin take away the rubbish take away the stuff that gets between us and God and us and being the best the right us that's an act of courageous resistance and it's our slogan it's our theme. It's the kind of thing that we're, we're putting over us. It's, it's not a negative. It's not courageously resistant in the sense of, I'm an old fart and I'm going to do things my way. I'm stuck. You know, I just think the world needs to go back to how it was in Victorian times, and we'll kind of sing about stuff like that. That's not what the Scriptures, the Bible, the Holy Word of God says to you. That's not what the Holy Spirit, and a lot of us know we feel the Holy Spirit. But if you're new tonight and you're wondering what's going on, you, you feel some tug in your heart. You, you hear the song of resistance. You kind of think to yourself, yes. I'm, I'm part of something bigger. I'm part of something amazing. If you hear that, it's not a negative. It's not resistant in a wrong kind of resistance way. It's, it's resistance as in the way that sometimes the terminology might get used for freedom fighters. You see, when you sing about God, when you say God is God, when you, when you sing that Jesus is Lord, when you sing that the Holy Spirit is with us, when you say that even though you're a completely messed up person, even though, like me, every single day you mess up, you do wrong stuff, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, Andrew, you're, well, you don't do this because I do this because my name's Andrew. Andrew, you're, you're 59 years old. I know. You're 59 years old. It's another new year and you're saying the same things again. When you believe the truth, that in that moment, your brokenness, your stupidity, your messed upness actually causes God not to be repulsed by you, but actually to come in closer to you and hug you. Because that's what grace is all about. That's what the free gift is all about. That God's heart, his compassion is is so different to the way that we look at the world. His heart of compassion compels him. He he doesn't like your sin. He doesn't believe that your sin, your stupidities are good. He's going to judge that. He's going to deal with that. But he embraces you to sing those songs. Out loud is an act of courageous resistance. You know, it's kind of like, but so much more, Jedi warrior. It's kind of like, but so much more. French resistance freedom fighter. Some of you may know that it's very, very like someone who was called Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Who in Germany, when the Nazis were trying to take over and when they were going into the church, into the very people of God, and they were saying, you know what? Let's go with this. Let's go with this stuff that's, that's coming in. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, no. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, no. This is not the God that I sing about. This is not the God that I know. This is, we, this is not being the people that we're called to be. And he was courageously resistant to the point that he was killed you see that courage word that's not just a slogan that's a real that's a real choice that's a real act to be courageous in this kind of way if you were with us Last term, we were looking at a book called Ephesians. It's a a, a letter that a guy called Paul, many of us know, was one of Jesus' closest followers, one of his first followers. And he wrote lots of the books in the second half of our Bibles, the New Testament. And he wrote to these people in a place called Ephesus, this city in Ephesus. And he wrote this letter, and we looked at it last term. And if you remember where we got to at the end of the letter, and it's the springboard into this theme this year for us as Trinity, this church family, courageous resistance, He talked about the armour of God. Do you remember that, some of you? The armour of God. He talked about what it means to go into this battle, because it is a battle, not equipped, not wearing the the kind of stuff that you and I might think we need to wear, not using the weapons that the world would tell us to use in the fight for freedom, in the fight against all the forces that want to stop us being the us that God has made us to be. He said you've got to wear spiritual armor. And you remember he talked particularly about the armor, kind of armor that Roman legionnaires would use, Roman soldiers would use. So some of you will remember the belt of truth that you put around yourself as the as the first probably piece that you put on. You you put truth around your centre. You, you you cover your your heart, which is the centre of your being, with a, a breastplate of righteousness, of right thinking, right living. You, you put a helmet of salvation, a, a Jesus mindset over your head so that when the rubbish comes at you and tries to attack you and get into your brain, you've got a Jesus way of thinking. And we also talk, I'm not going through the whole lot, don't worry, I haven't forgotten it, but we particularly also talked about the... Shoes that Roman soldiers wore. And do you remember I said that they were, maybe some of you might remember, they were kind of a little bit like if you think about football boots with blades on them. <laughs> this guy's on it. Some of you are thinking football boots and studs. But there's a kind of football boot, isn't there? Apparently, <laughs> where it's got grooves. So that you can stand firm and you can move swiftly. And that's this theme of resistance. God calling us to stand firm on his truth and yet be quick enough and light enough to move where he calls us. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Well, let me illustrate. Christmas Day, I am heroically doing lunch. It's the only day I do lunch, basically. Do you know why I do it? Here's the the pride bit. I do it because about 15 years ago, when I was a vicar in another place, I used to get upset with people telling me they couldn't come to church on Christmas Day because they were cooking the Christmas meal. So I said, right, I'm going to cook the Christmas meal having already done the Christmas Day services. So that's why it started. Now, apparently, Nikki will tell you that the only reason I get to cook Christmas lunch is because I have a sous chef. Her. Apparently, she doesn't have one the rest of the year. And that makes a difference. But anyway, Christmas Day, I'm, I am chopping carrots. And in a kind way, I'm shouting at my family. Because I'm a pastor, so it's kind. And as I turn to say, where is the, so I then direct the rest of the Christmas meal, like that. You can imagine the laughter in our household over the last 10 days. It's a thumbs up from dad. Oh, I've laughed so many times. It's it's actually quite a small cut. It didn't completely spoil everything, because I was still able from this position to direct members of the team. Carrots, now. Take the turkey out now. Deliver the mince pies. But it did rob me of some of my joy. Who knew how difficult it is to do your trousers up when you've only got one opposable thumb? I mean, come on. (laughs) Too much detail? You see, it's so... I mean, it was spurting blood. I mean, it really was. Anyone want more detail? I mean, it was impressive. But it robbed me of a bit of my joy. And you see, the deal is that You're being robbed, or people around you definitely are being robbed of of joy, of fullness of life. We need to courageously resist because there are forces at work. There are forces trying to shake you and influence you personally and us as a church family that want to rob you of the fullness of the life that Jesus died on the cross to give to you. It says it there in that verse, John 10, one of the people who does a biography of Jesus' life, John says, The thief, and he's talking about the evil one, talking about the devil, talking about the, the root of rubbish. The thief comes in only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come, he says, Jesus, that they, you, may have life and have it to the full. You see, we need to freedom fight for this full life. And we need to be fighting, those of us who are up for it, courageously for the sake of your friends, your family, your workplaces, your school, your college, wherever God has placed you. Because these dark forces are trying to get at you. I mean, January is the time of year, isn't there, where there's a thousand answers to the how to make your life complete. I, I saw this in a, in a newspaper. If you can answer these five questions, then your life is complete. Sadly, the answer is behind a paywall, and so I don't know what the five questions are. But I can tell you they won't be the answer because my question at the beginning of a new year is, whose truth are you being shaped by? Whose truth are you being shaped by? It's a, it's a heart question. When the Bible talks about the heart, it talks about the essence of you, your, your motivation, the who you are. It's why that breastplate of right living needs to be over it to protect it. And we're in, a, we're in a cultural moment, we're in a time, you guys, even much, much more than me, being a full-time person in church ministry kind of means I've taken a step back from the real world. You're on the front lines, you're where God is wanting the freedom fighting to happen. But, but all of us are being assailed, we're being attacked by TV programs and adverts, by social media that's trying to define truth for us in a way that is not the truth. It's trying to tell us about affirmation through celebrity. It's trying to tell us that if we have these particular items, we own these particular things, then then we'll be happy. It's telling us that our greatest need and our greatest right is personal choice, regardless of what anyone else might think. It's telling you that your faith is not only personal, but it must be private. You mustn't share it. And definitely in your school, your college, your workplace, on the street, if your faith, if what God says comes into conflict with what anyone else believes, then compromise is the right thing to do. You see, that is not true. That is trying to rob you of the full life that God wants you to enjoy and wants wants everyone to enjoy, wants Cheltenham to enjoy, wants beyond Cheltenham to enjoy. The Bible's really clear about this. Paul, again, writing when he was in Rome, writes, I urge you in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Do not conform, another version of the Bible says, do not be squeezed and moulded the world's way. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and then again in that letter Ephesians do you remember he wrote our struggle so if we're facing challenge but behind all the challenges we might face it's not flesh and blood but it's against the devil's schemes it's spiritual stuff you and I are living in this world which is trying to squeeze the truth, the real truth out of us. It's trying to tell you that you're mad for believing this. It's trying to tell you you're bananas for coming on a Sunday here. The devil can't take away from you what Jesus has won for you on the cross. Can't take away... Salvation can't take away your eternal destiny. Can't take away that you and I will be in heaven together. But the devil, well, the devil can rob you of the full enjoyment of your life now. And the, the devil can take you out of the game, take you out of the God's purposes and God's plans right now. And that's why we as a church believe we need to invite God to give us a spirit of courageous resistance. I think it begins, resistance, with do you really know how much God loves you? Are you in Christ you have a sense of being in Christ Jesus said I have come I have come We're called into a life in Christ, aren't we? And our our first actual act of resistance is to really believe what I've already said, that God is for us. God is cheering us on, that when we sin and when we mess up, the devil is kind of sitting there going, Oh, well, God really won't forgive you this time. He really doesn't like you this time. What you've done is really too bad for God. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't believe this stuff. If you were a lead pastor of a church, you definitely wouldn't believe this stuff. When the truth is, as I've already said, that in our sinfulness, Jesus came and died on the cross for us before any of us were born. And it, God comes closer. God hugs us. Now look, guys, if it's not something you've thought about, it's not something you've really engaged with, I want to recommend this book, Dane Ortland, Gentle and Lowly. Dane Ortland says it's to be hugged by the cleanest person. This relationship in Christ is to be hugged by the cleanest person to ever walk the face of the earth and become clean. Jesus. That's our act of resistance first and foremost in this world, which judges in such a different way, which which is just sort of kind of that parrot, as Tim grew, one of our pastors, that parrot sitting on your shoulder saying, he can't, If you were a Christian, you you wouldn't struggle with anxiety. You wouldn't have fear. If you were were really a Christian. That's not the voice of God. Because his vision for us, Paul wrote in Ephesians... But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and you've been raised us up. He's raised us up with him into the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Immeasurable riches. That's what God's plan is for you and for me. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never really thought about that. You've never really thought about what it means that God would die on the cross for you, that God loves you this much. And tonight would be a night, the beginning of a year would be the start of a journey where you'd say, this is the kind of God that I do want to follow. This is the kind of God who I, I... I'm up for this. I want full life. Or, or maybe you're here tonight, and and you kind of you believe this, but the truth is, and and you've said yes to Jesus, but the truth is, really, you kind of get motivated by a little bit of religious duty. You just kind of feel like I ought to. God for you is a kind of angry headmaster, maybe in the sky. And again tonight, God wants to just say to you, resist things that are not true have courage to believe that God loves you and he wants to share this love into this world he wants you to be freedom carriers freedom fighters I had this thought as I was preparing Uh, do you remember some of you still have this experience of school games do you remember, you know, some of you have to remember back school games? Well, I never got picked first. I can't imagine why. I, I, my recollection of the pitch is, you know, maybe are you a spectator with all of this? Maybe you're here tonight because you just want to see what's going on. You want to you know what this stuff is around. Well, are you going to stop spectating and are you going to get onto the pitch? Are you going to say... Yes, I want to be embraced by this God. I want to resist the rubbish, the untruths that the world is constantly throwing at me. I want to take hold of the truth. Are you Are you on the subs bench? Are you kind of sitting there and you've got the right kit on, but? But maybe, you know, you kind of keep a tracksuit on. So Sunday night, yeah, Christian, I'm all in with God. Yeah, that's me. Sing Jesus. Tomorrow morning, school, college, what did you do yesterday? Oh, I watched Strictly on Ice, baking a cake uh, with an island where people would love me. You know, I'm an Arsenal fan. This is what I wear at night. Too much information, Andrew. Look at this. Here you go. Anyone doubt that I'm an Arsenal fan? Look, there's my pyjamas. Doesn't that cheer your heart? Isn't that filling you with joy? Jay, do you want this? No. But I'm not an Arsenal player. (laughs) And I only wear this at night. How would you know during the day? Is that you? A bit. Is your act of resistance actually to come off the subs bench? Get involved. Or maybe like me, when I used to get picked last, you're standing at the back, you're sort of right back, halfway off the field. You've got your hands in your pockets because you've been stuck in a position that you don't believe in. You're kind of going, why can't I be centre forward? I mean, why do I always get stuck at the back near the goal? It's rubbish. The ball never comes anywhere, Do you feel a bit like that? And your act of resistance, your act of courage will be to say, come on God, if you've got a fullness of life for me, if you've got a vision for me, if you want me to be part of this freedom movement, you want me to be a freedom carrier, then Holy Spirit, God with me now, would you show me for 2023 how I can use my gifts, how I can play my part? I wonder if God is giving some of us a a call. He's literally calling you right now this second to stop being a spectator and come on, get in, say yes. Or is God challenging you? challenging you about maybe the way you need to grow up as a Christian as a follower of Jesus what are the next steps for you in this courageous resistance that's so so needed have you been compromised yes you believe in Jesus you've given your life to him but really the truth is you're more bothered about what social media is going to tell you or you're more bothered about you're more bothered about anything else than you are about God. Is that, a, is that a challenge? So some are called, some are challenged. And maybe thirdly, some of us are kind of commissioned tonight. I've got this movement is saying God. I've got this calling saying God. And it's not just individual, it's us together. It's it's for a church. When When we say that we're putting this banner of courageous resistance over Trinity, that doesn't mean that's now my job description for the year. That's anyone, everyone who's part of this church family? Is God calling you? Is God challenging you? Does God want to commission you? It's going to take courage because it's the way of the cross. I've already said that, haven't I? See, the thing about resistance in the Bible is that that you've got this apparent contradiction, haven't you? You've got God who is all-powerful and is going to judge all things, but then God who is suffering, Isaiah 53, in the first part of our Bibles, the Old Testament, there's a chapter, Isaiah 53, that talks about God's Saviour being a suffering servant. Do you know they don't read that in synagogues? The Jewish people won't read it because it doesn't compute with the idea of an all-powerful God. But the way of God is the way of the cross. Because on the cross, there's this amazing amazing thing, isn't there? It's apparently the greatest defeat, but it is actually the greatest victory. It's a flagrant miscarriage of justice, but it is the way that God is bringing total justice and transformation. Over the coming year, we're going to be exploring all kinds of themes about what this would look like. So if you're going to accept this call, maybe respond to this challenge and think about your commission. Here are a few things. There's another book that I can recommend. I, as I say, highly, highly recommend that if you don't know how much God loves you. If you doubt God's love, then read that one. But another one that you might want to read as we explore some of these kinds of themes is this one by John Tyson, Beautiful Resistance. What does it mean to carry the freedom of worship versus wiping out idolatry, putting anything else before God? Love instead of fear, honour instead of shame. What does it mean in our workplaces, at the school, gate, tomorrow, in in class, to honour other people, not to join in in any way with any shaming? What does it mean to live out a place of rest rather than live exhausted? Peace rather than anxiety. Anyone here want more peace, less anxiety? Join the movement. Purpose rather than trying to accumulate stuff to make you happy. So to finish, here's that verse again. The thief comes in only to steal... And to kill and to destroy. There's someone trying to rob stuff from you. There are forces that are trying to prevent you and me fulfilling our complete potential, receiving all the immeasurable riches that God has for us. Because Jesus says, I've come. That you may have life and have it to the full. I'm not sure if it would fit on a t-shirt, but that's not a bad slogan, is it? Jesus wants to give me life to the full. I hope that's a message that you want to hear and be part of. And I hope—I really hope it's a message you want to help us to live out and to share. Because there's so many people who need to hear the truth about who they are. What God thinks of them. So many dark things in our world, aren't there? But the light has come. Jesus is the answer.